You are now listening to the Rose of Sharon Church podcast. It is our prayer that God challenges your heart during this week's message. If you would like to let us know what God is doing in your life, please email us at rostnshare at gmail.com. We're glad you're here. Welcome home to Rose of Sharon Church. And I tell you, uh, I believe that God is going to do something great in this place this morning. Hebrews chapter 11, and this morning I will be completely honest with you, I'm not quite sure where I'm going to go this morning, because this morning the Lord woke me up early, and He started talking to me a little bit. And so everything that I had planned, all the, the pretty little slides and different other things that we normally have on Sunday that kind of announces what kind of... This morning we don't have because this morning I had to text Megan. I said, sorry for all the work you did, but I, the Lord started talking to me about something else this morning. And I want to share with you a passage of scripture in Hebrews chapter 11. And it's a very, <clears throat> it's a very familiar passage of scripture. You've probably heard this passage of scripture preached quite a bit. And I've preached it quite a bit. But the Lord dropped something brand new in my spirit that I really hadn't looked at or I've seen it I've looked at it but gave me a fresh kind of thought that I want to share with you this morning and I just want to bring this to you this morning in Hebrews chapter 11 beginning in verse 23 if you have it say amen Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 beginning in verse 23 listen to what the word of God says by faith Moses when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Realize that he does say there is pleasure in sin. But you need to look... At the descriptive word, when you start talking about just pleasures of sin, what does he say? The passing pleasures of sin. That's the dirty little secret when it involves in sin. Sin has a way of being fun. But fun only lasts for a very short amount of time. Because it quickly becomes bondage. Listen to what it states here. Let me continue. Verse 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood. Lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Whereas the Egyptians, attempting to do so, were drowned. Brother and sister, this morning, I want to share a passage of scripture one more time. It's found in verse 27. Listen to what it states. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured. Look at your neighbor and say endured. 
as seeing him who is invisible. This morning I want to share this passage of scripture with you. And I just want to entitle my thoughts this morning very simply, Enduring as seeing him who is invisible. Enduring as seeing him who is invisible. Moses is one of the greatest of all the Bible characters. And he's one of my personal favorite characters to read about. His story is one that has all the emotional points that you want to have. It's a story that's filled with great tragedy. Yet it is also a story of redemption, of discovery, of empowerment, of of endurance. Moses' story is one that we all want to personally experience in every single life here. Because it is a story of growth. Moses grew in the midst of tragedy. He grew in the midst of failure. He grew in the midst of pressure. And this growth allowed him to be able to succeed as a man of God and as a leader. We all want that. To succeed. To live up to our individual potential. We all want that. We all want the best that we have to come forth in a way that allows us to succeed. That allows us to be a blessing. That allows us to bless others. We all want that. The problem is that many times the circumstances and situations that we live in, they do not usually make it easy for that to happen. Okay, We all have potential. We all have the ability for greatness. We all have the ability to be able to impact people. We all have the ability to do things that can leave a lasting impact on the people around us. But, realize this. Just because you have that potential does not necessarily mean that your circumstance or situation is going to to necessarily incubate that potential and bring it to life. Sometimes your situation and circumstance seemingly tries its best to be able to destroy your potential, to hamper it, to keep it down. Brothers and understand something. Moses is quite like that. Because in Exodus chapter 1, you can read it later, Realize what is happening. We read that Moses is born at a time when Israel is enslaved to Egypt. The Jews are growing stronger with every generation. They're growing in number. They're growing in strength. They're growing and growing and growing. And as they're growing, the Egyptians are freaking out. Because they recognize something. They are becoming mightier than we are. So what do they do? They completely take them and begin to enslave them. And as they begin to enslave them, the generation after generation, they become stronger and stronger and stronger to a point that Pharaoh says this, every male child must die. Now listen to what he states this. Because he doesn't want to ruin his worker base. 
that's growing right now. So this is what he does. He says, you know what? I'm going to have the nursemaids come in, help deliver the child. And if a child is a male child, they're going to cut the umbilical cord and they're going to walk right out and they're going to murder the child. Can you imagine? Mamas giving birth to a child. I don't want to stay too long on this because Lord knows I don't want Brianna to be able to start going into labor in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we're going to get past this real quick in Jesus' name. You know, we come to this position that we are, they are there and they are in a position where they are giving birth. The, the nursemaid receives that child, shows it to the mother, the father. It's a boy and says, say goodbye. And immediately goes out, kills a child. This is the environment that Moses is born into. Okay? This is the environment. One of slavery, one of poverty, and one of mass execution. Now let me just share this with you. You think you grew up bad? Come on, somebody. Let me tell you something. No. Woo, Lord have mercy. This brother right here was in the middle that at his most vulnerable, he was at a place where they were destroying him. Understand something, but it's in this place that Moses' mom and dad began to exert faith. Because you know what they began to do? They saw the policy of Pharaoh and they said, you know what, we're going to, mama's pregnant. But we're going to hide this pregnancy. We're not just going to hide this pregnancy. We're going to give birth in a position where we're not even going to have help from the, from the nursemaids. We're going to come to a place and we're going to give birth to this child right here. We're going to be able to care for this child. And guess what began to happen? They received a boy that they labeled as a beautiful child. Listen, there's a reason why. Have you ever noticed that you can be able to go to a... a, a Babies, and sometimes babies, when they are born, are not necessarily the most beautiful thing in the world. But, they're beautiful. They're beautiful in that sometimes their appearance, especially if it's been a hard delivery, that sometimes they can be able to be just... But you know what? They're beautiful. Why? Because of one reason. They, when you hold them, you're not just holding something that is present, but you're holding something that is going to outlive you. Hallelujah. You're going, you're birthing something that is potential. You're birthing something and it is beautiful. And they look at this child and they say, my God, there is potential here. There is something that, and so they try their best to hide the child. But it comes, if you've ever been around babies, there's one thing that they will do. They will cry. And they will have problems. And they will, and all of a sudden, Mama and Daddy Moses started saying, you know what? I cannot hide this child. Any longer. Do you know what began to happen? They said this. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take this baby. We're going to build an ark of bulrush. 
asphalt and just and make it sure it's watertight. We're going to put that baby in the ark. And I'm going to take that baby and I'm going to push it out in the current of the Nile. And I'm going to have little sister or big sister chase after that ark. Now let me just share this with you, brother and sister. You want to talk about just crazy kind of courage and faith. I can't even imagine being... There are times that my daughters, they drive me to a point that I just want to be able to push them out in the river. But there are times, brother, but I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle that. Couldn't handle it. Whatsoever. The very thought of that happening. Now, brother and sister, understand something. This allows us to be able to know that there's a reason why that you can be able to change a world for a child. And let me just drop this in here because I just need to just drop this in here. There's two words that can be able to cause you to change the entire outlook of a child's life, and that is this, love and potential. And mama loved that child, and daddy loved that child enough to give it a shot. Put it out in the river. And allow that baby to go off. I can't even imagine a heartbreak as that ark began to take off down the Nile River. I can't even begin to come. But brother and sister understand something. They recognized that that child has potential. Potential is defined as being capable of development into actuality. Okay? Potential is... The, uh, is being capable of developing into actuality. In other words, you're dealing with something that is not real now, but can be. Understand, brother and sister, just because you're in a position that you may not be able to be the fullest of what you can be does not mean that you cannot become everything that God has called you to be. Just because at this moment you may not be everything Guess what? There is potential for you to be able to draw it out and for it to become reality in your life. And understand something. Potential deals with what could be. Reality deals with what actually is. But the awesome thing about potential is this. Though it may not be now, but brother and sister in reality now... But understand this, brother and sister, as potential grows, it can be birthed into reality later on. So let me just share something with you. Who you are now does not necessarily mean that this is who you have to be later on. Why? Because we all have potential and we all can grow into something else. My God in heaven. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 in the NIV states this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Bless God, you have a plan. God put a plan in your life. Honey, if you're, if you're living in a place where the plan is not coming together, realize, don't give up on it. Begin to grow into it in Jesus' name. Isaiah 49 and verse 1. Listen to this. Listen, O coastlands, to me. And take heed, you peoples from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb. From the matrix of my mother. He has made mention of my name. Dear God. 
in the very beginning stages of conception, at the very place where I was not really anything whatsoever, but just a possibility. The Word of God says that He already knew your name and He is forming in the matrix of your mother's womb the giftings to bring forth the plan of God in your life. That's a good time to say amen. You better say amen now. I'm going to walk these out. (laughs) I love this passage of Scripture because it says that the Lord actually has a hand in these things in our life. That He recognizes who you are before you're even, even your parents even know the possibility of you being. And He begins to put His hands in the middle of your makeup, and he says, there's a plan for Joe, there's a plan for Nate, there's a plan for this one, there's a plan for that one, and I'm going to take that plan, and I'm going to reach down in the possibility of what that individual can be, and out of the very matrix of my mother's womb, he's going to begin to put the giftings in me to allow me to be able to do something for God that changes the people around me. Lord have mercy. That's who you are, brother. You may not recognize you now when you look in the mirror, but that's who you are here in this house. That's who you are. You're the possibility of what you can be. You are the possibility of seeing God do something that you can't even fathom. You are a great possibility. Your potential is great. Your potential is great. God has a God-given plan for your life. And the Lord saw you at your place of conception. He knew your name. And placed those corresponding gifts into your life to fulfill the plan of God. You know what that lets me know? Every single person in this house, from the oldest to the youngest, and that is this. You are special. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm special. Mama says, I'm special. See, you're special. There's nobody like you. You are unique. You're unique. And in that uniqueness are your giftings that allow you to be able to be perfect for some plan that God has put into, into, your, into your heart. My Lord have mercy. Dear God in heaven. There is something that is special about you. And realize this. They tried to keep this child. They realized, you know what? We can't keep this child. Put the baby in the ark and the ark went right down the river. Right down the river. As it goes right down the river. They recognize there's great potential. But guess where this boat takes this baby? Takes this baby right to Pharaoh's daughter's house. I'm just amazed at this. Because when he gets there, I ain't got time to preach it, so I'm not going to preach it. But it sure is good. But I'm not going to preach it. But it's amazing where God can be able to to begin to craft and begin to form your potential. 
it's amazing how God can be able to put you in kind of crazy kind of circumstances because this is the same dude. This is the same household that the dude that tried to kill me to begin with. The Lord puts me in his house. The Lord puts me there. I'm going to climb up on his knee. I'm going to be... I'm going to be taught right along with his real biological son. I'm going to be a part of the family of the dude that's trying to be it, that gave the order to kill me. But yet somehow God's going to begin to work the potential in my life so that I can be able to do it in crazy kind of situations. Let me just share some of you. Just because you didn't go to an Ivy school does not mean that God doesn't have something awesome for you. Just because you went through circumstances does not mean that God doesn't have something special for you. Just because you're in whacked out circumstances does not mean that God cannot be able to work in your life. Just because you've never had a chance to go to Bible college does not mean that you can't be a Sunday school teacher. Does not mean that you can be a small group leader. Does not mean that you can be, oh Lord, I feel a preach coming on. Just because because you're in a position that you can be able to say, I'm limited because of what I've been through. God says, I can be able to produce a potential in your life and cause you to be something great. My Lord, have mercy. We get so caught up in this whole my circumstance thing. We get so caught. I know people right now that they, I know people that have gone in hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt so they can get their name on a certain piece of paper. Because the certain piece of paper said that they are woohoo. I'm doctor blah blah. You have so many initials after your name that you look like alphabet soup. Okay, it's just it's ridiculous. How that game do but I know people that have gone literally into debt that they that they are handcuffed in debt like you will never ever. And they're. And, but they put stock in that piece of paper. Now, Pastor Tim, are you against education? No, 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 no. I'm not against education, not whatsoever. But I am. I'm going to tell you this, though, brother and sister. Not being able to formally be able to go to a Bible college, not formally be able to go to a. To, to some type of, 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 of leadership school or whatever it is does not mean that God cannot be able in your circumstance to pull a leader out of you and pull a theologian out of you and pull somebody that can be able to share the word of God and pull up somebody out of you that can be a discipler that can be able to share the gospel with Jesus Christ and see the people around them saved brother and sister just because you are in a position where you may say it's not the ideal condition Guess what? Moses was not in the ideal condition, but God still brought about something powerful in him. So let me just share this with you. Keep your eyes off your situation. Your situation can do only one thing usually, and that is depress you. I'm amazed by this. I'm telling you. Your situation can do nothing more than depress you, and it can do nothing more than just, just discourage you. But guess what? If God can be able to put Moses in the house with the killer and pull out potential out of him, guess what? God can do the same in you. Mm. Realize something, whenever Pharaoh's daughter found her, 
the, the, the big sister that was trailing behind. Pharaoh's daughter looked at the lady and said, Hey, go get me a wet nurse so I can be able to take care of this baby for me. And all of a sudden, she was like, Woo, I know just the one. Ran right to her mama, grabbed her mama and says, We got to go find little baby brother. Because why? Because Pharaoh's daughter. Can you imagine this? Oh, let me just. Can you imagine little big sister comes running in and mama's like, oh, my baby's going to drown, my baby, oh, what have I done? And all of a sudden mama comes in and says, mama, somebody found little baby. And she's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Who was it? Was it? Who was it? Who was it? She goes, it was Pharaoh's daughter. What? And we're like, my God, no! She says, wait up, wait, 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 wait. She wants you to come and take care of little baby Moses. Oh, Lord have mercy. That's what God is able to do. He can, it may not be the most ideal circumstance. It may not be the thing that you would think that's Norman Rockwell postcard, you know, of, of Americana and everything else. It may not be that, but blessed be the name of the Lord. God knows how to be able to pull in godly influence in the middle of your circumstance to produce a potential out of you and to bring it into reality in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. That's a good time to say amen. Now listen very carefully. That child grows into a man. This is a crazy thing. He's a man of two cultures. He's a man that is raised in an Egyptian school, but he's raised also with the influence of a Hebrew God. You have this battle of culture. You have this battle of things that is going on in his life. And understand what then begins to happen. That in the middle of most things, whenever you're going through this change, and you're going through and you're trying to be able to get things right in your head, and you're trying to be able to wrestle against two natures, you know what sometimes happens? You mess up. And sometimes you mess up badly. Been there, done that. You mess up into a point that you're looking, you're like, going, what do I do? You know what Moses did? He ran off. Ran in the median desert. When he ran in the median desert, he ran away for 40 years. Now, brother and sister, understand something. During this 40 years, he puts his life together. Okay? It's not what it could have been. It's not what everybody thought. You know what? He could have been a deliverer. He could have been this. But now he's nothing but a failure. And he comes to this position where he finds himself 40 years later. And realize what then begins to happen. The Lord introduces himself to Moses and says, go back to Egypt. Go back to the place of your greatest failure. And there I'm going to produce in your life. The potential that you started off with. This lets me know something. God is able to salvage potential even in a broken vessel. He's able to salvage potential even whenever you are in a position where you have failed. He is able to salvage 
that potential and begin to put you in a position where you can be able to bring that potential into reality. Now catch this. This is the part that God really began to talk to me for just a few moments this morning. Because as he returns to Egypt, he sees improvements in the city. He sees the wealth of Egypt. He sees the defensive structures of Egypt. And he sees the army of Egypt. And he comes walking, him and Aaron go walking into Pharaoh's throne room and says, Almighty says, let my people go. Can you imagine for just a moment that he is going in with everything you see, the might, the majesty, the power of Egypt. I had an opportunity to go to the, to the, uh, the, the, the great pyramids there uh, in Egypt. Had a chance to be able to go and go through Sinai wilderness and down through there. And I, I remember walking up to those massive, massive, huge sphinx and, and pyramids and all this wonder. And just sit there and gone, my God. What a crazy kind of just insanity that was probably running through the people's minds whenever Moses comes walking in and says, guess what? The Lord sent me. Me and Aaron, we're the rescue party. Can you imagine? Can you imagine... Here, Moses is finally tapping into his potential, and people around him that's living in reality are going, oh, what, no, what, what, who, what, you and what army, okay? They're looking around. They see the might of Egypt. They come walking in there, and they're looking around and going, it's just me, Aaron, and the Lord. Realize something, brother and sister. There are differences and there are things that sometimes when you begin to tap into your potential and you begin to see God begin to do things in your life, that sometimes you will walk into these places where there are people and there are circumstances that are looking at nothing but the circumstance around you. And they're looking at you like, you have lost your mind. What do you mean, get out of Egypt? What do you mean you're going to let my people... What are you talking about? Do you even hear what you're saying? Do you recognize the might of this place? Do you recognize what can... And all that he can be able to say is just this. Yes, but the Lord has brought me here for this time, for this place. Brother and sister, understand something. He sees all the things that are stacked up before him. And it could have very easily wilted his determination. It could have wilted his courage. He could have wilted from the pressure. But Moses endures. Catch this. He endures. When he stands before Pharaoh and says, let my people go. And he then punishes Israel. For his actions. And the people turn against Moses. He could have wilted from that pressure. But guess what? Moses endured. And guess what? God worked. 
when Israel is at a point of mutiny, when they are surrounded by enemies after they have left Israel or Egypt, and they are surrounded by enemies and they're confronted with the Red Sea, yet when they were ready to turn around and go back to Egypt, guess what? Moses endured under the pressure, and guess what? God worked. When millions of Jews that Moses led out of Egypt over the Red Sea, then begin to turn on him and begin to complain against his leadership throughout the wilderness trip, guess what? He endured the pressure, and guess what? God worked. When Israel was thirsty and complained because they needed water, guess what? He endured, and God worked. Whenever they come to a place that Israel was hungry and they needed food and they needed water, he endured and God worked. When there was war against another nation, Moses endured and guess what? God worked. When there was no understanding of a direction, for those of you that are married, you probably understand this. Where are you going? Well, it's kind of over here. You don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're going. Oh, God, just, we need to find directions. Somebody, please, please. Before, see, that's the greatest thing about GPS. It allows you to be able to still quiet down your wife without, I can say that because she's sick this morning, and, and without in a position where that has to make you bow to get out of the car and go ask somebody for directions. Because you can be able to just pull it up on the GPS and say, thank you, Jesus, it's right here. Hallelujah. And you have directions. One less reason to fight if you're married. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But guess what? They didn't have that. Can you imagine all the folks going, where are we going, Moses? I don't know. Where are we going, Moses? I don't know. Where are we going, Moses? I don't know. We're just, I, the Lord just told me to go, and I'm just going. He told me to go to Mount Sinai. From that point on, I know we're going this way, but I don't know. Where are we going? I, I don't, where are we going? I, I, where are we, I, I, when are we getting? I don't know. When are we getting there? I don't know. When are we? Ah! But guess what? He endured. And guess what? God worked. He brought a fire by night and he brought a cloud by day to guide the way. Brother and sister, understand something. Whenever you come to a position where potential is being revealed in your life, guess what? With potential always comes pressure. But you need to understand something. You can endure. Endure is defined to hold up under pressure. Hold up under pain. Hold up under fatigue. To continue. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 27, he states this. That he endured everything by seeing him who is invisible. Invisible is defined as the inability to see, to be hidden. What made it difficult to hold up under pressure sometimes? Is that everybody around you do... They see the circumstance. But you are not looking at the circumstance. 
I want you to understand something. How in the world can you be able to come to a place? And I find this very remarkable. With all this pressure, we're talking about millions of Jews that are just, just bearing down on Moses. The pressure. But yet he holds up under the pressure. And he just allows God to work. Listen to the advice that he gives Moses, even in, 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 in Exodus chapter 14, when they're standing at the Red Sea, and he's getting ready, and they are almost at a point of mutiny. They are about to turn on them. They're about to say, they're about to just go the opposite direction. And what does the Lord say? Moses, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. In other words, Moses, stop making excuses. Stop trying to be able to run from it. Stand up. Be still, endure, because guess what? I'm getting ready to do something. Brother and sister, understand something. You, I find this remarkable, because there are times that you will see things when nobody else sees things. Why is that? Because, brother and sister, notice what the first, what, the, what allows him to be able to endure the pressure. In Hebrews 11 and verse 27, put that back up there, uh, Sister Joy. Listen to what this states. I love the last phrase of Hebrews eleven twenty seven because it says, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. I like that part. But you want to know how he's able to be able to see him that is invisible? To endure? Look at what it says. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. When he walked into Egypt... To let, say, let my people go. He walked in by faith. And he's enduring by faith. Look at the part there where it says, seeing him who is invisible. Look at your neighbor and say, see. Listen to this, Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things what? Not seen. Brother and sister, faith has everything to do with your perception. I think it's very ironic that, that, that Moses comes to this position where he says, Moses endured because he was able to see him who is invisible. And then in verse 1, the writer of Hebrews says that faith is able to be able to know that the reality is this, but you're able to see God in the very middle of the reality. And sometimes it can't be seen. See, brother and sister, I can hold on because I have faith. I can hold on because I've had an experience with God. Brother sister, let me just show you. I don't have time to read it. I don't have time to share it. You can read it whenever you get home. But brother and sister, realize what happens in Exodus chapter 3. Because in Exodus chapter 3, we begin to find some, we'll really be in Exodus 2 and chapter 3. But we begin to find out what is happening in the life of Moses. And all of a sudden, we come from a place of him living in the Median Desert. And before God is able to chance to be able to send him back to Egypt, guess what the Lord does? He introduces himself to him afresh and anew. All of a sudden, in Exodus chapter 3, he no longer is the God of mama and the God of daddy. He now becomes the God of Moses. 
Oh, I ain't got time to read it, but I'm already this far. I might as well go ahead and read just a section of it. Listen to what he says here. Listen to what he says here in verse 4 of Exodus chapter 3, verse 4. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look at the burning bush, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. And he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place that you stand is holy ground. Understand, and what he's saying is this. Moses, I got a new direction for you. I got something new that's getting ready. Where you have been, you're not going to walk that way anymore. Take your shoes off. Get ready for another destination. Get ready for a new walk. Get ready for me to do something brand new in your life. And in that right there, we begin to see a change. Verse 6, moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I love how he states that. I am the God of your father. The ones that brought you into this world. I'm their God. And I'm also the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he hid his face where he's afraid to look upon God. And the Lord began to talk to him about his job. Brothers and sisters, understand something. You will never bring forth the potential in your life and begin to experience faith enough to endure until you begin to experience who God is personally. Personally. See, brother and sister, I'll be honest with you. There's great potential in this room. There's great potential in this church. It breaks my heart this morning. I'll be honest, it breaks my heart this morning that, 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 that we have so many that are not here this morning. Because I'll be honest with you. When this thing got a hold of me this morning, I, uh, I read it last night before I went to bed. And I, and I, and I woke up in the middle of the night, this passed the scripture on my heart. Woke up two or three times, passed the scripture in my heart. Got up this morning, it was burning on my heart. And I knew exactly that God had something here. And I said, God, what in the world do you have for me? What is it, a word? And brother and sister, understand something. And immediately as I began to pray and I began to seek the Lord, all of a sudden people started sending text. I can't, this is that, that, this, that. And I thought, oh dear God, the enemy's on people this morning to keep them out of church this morning. Why? Because brother and sister, they realize something. That brother and sister, there is potential in all of us. But your potential can only be brought into reality whenever you begin to have an experience with God that allows you to be able to endure. Do you realize this? Moses brought, whenever, you know, I've heard all different kinds, that they were talking about two to five million Jewish men. That's not talking about women and children that he brought in to the promised land. Around 2 million Jewish men, plus their families, plus their children. You're probably talking about 6, 7 million people that he brings in. And brings them to a place. Why? Because he had the ability to endure pressure. Because he had a relationship with God. That allowed him to see beyond the present to see what was happening in the future. You want to know why that many of us have a problem with enduring? 
Because our relationship with God is tied to one moment years ago at an altar. It's tied to one moment. And it's not a real, living, breathing relationship with the Lord. Brother and sister, the Lord is calling for us once again to begin to have a real, burning, real relationship with the Lord that only comes with spending time with the Lord. That's why tonight at prayer, brother and sister, with our month of prayer on Sunday nights, you need to be here to be able to pray and seek the face of God. Why? Because you will endure as your prayer life endured. Tomorrow night, Sister Faye is going to be here praying on Monday nights. Brother and sister, you say, Pastor Tim, I can't be able to be here tonight. Man, make sure that you're here tomorrow night. Why? So that your prayer ties directly to your ability to endure. And to your place of having your potential unleashed. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, dear God, for the potential that is in this room. Thank you, dear God, Lord, for... Dear God, this morning, beginning to just talk to me. Dear God, to just begin to speak into my life, dear God. I thank you, dear God, in the name of Jesus, for that ability that you have. And I pray right now, dear Father, that even as you were speaking to me about this group of individuals, I pray in the name of Jesus right now that you touch, that you work, that you speak into life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now. Speak into life. And no matter where they're from, no matter, dear God, what their background is, no matter how old they are, 